0: about friendship. You know, I think that friendship is the sunshine to life. That's what I think. Friendship is the sunshine to life. Friendship is the salt on the potatoes. I hate I don't hate potatoes, but they're not that tasty, are they? But oh my gosh, put a little bit of salt on those things, roast them up in the oven, a bit of oil. Hello, so friends you are my friends I'd just like to announce this morning that our daughter is here in her pajamas because she is three it's complicated <laughs> message over thank you for coming <laughs> friendship it is the sunshine of life the salt on the potatoes it's the gl- it's the wine in the empty glass like that is what friendship is all about and you know church we are like magnets has anyone ever thought about this before we are magnets there is a force around us that either attracts or repels What force is around your life? <laughs> what's, what's going on around you? Are you repelling people or are you attracting people? What kind of magnetic force have you got going on? You know, how we behave, how we treat people, how we speak about people, the kind of person that we are, it either attracts people to us or it repels people from us, all by our behaviour. And I love that there are some friends that will just stick by you regardless of how terrible your behavior truly is (laughs) anyone got one of those friends yeah (laughs) the true friends of life that you can really be real with Um, Dale Carnegie said this quote he said you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you whoa I thought that was a good one right yeah that is a good one If only we spent more time being interested in other people than trying to get everyone involved in our world and talking about our world. And I know that's none of us here. Actually, I love, um, Tim is brilliant at this, like, you know, some people, when you're having a conversation with you, like, they just keep asking you questions about yourself all the time, and you get to the point where you feel like, all I'm doing is talking about myself. Has anyone ever felt like that? Tim is so good at really quickly changing it up and being like, oh, so tell me about yourself, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do for work? You know, what, how was your week? Like, he's really great at changing it up. So, uh, there's a challenge for all of you, and morning tea time, go and talk to Tim and try and get him to talk about himself, no, anyway. <laughs> the Bible is always a good thing to read, Luke 6.31, it says, do to others as you would have them do to you. It's, it's really simple, yet something that we often forget and neglect and overlook. Um, do to others as you would have them do to you. You know, when um, when Tim and I first moved to Sydney, we came here, we came literally with like no job, no friends, no no, nothing. We just literally felt to move here um, in God, and um, and we first went to Oxford Falls Church because we lived um, in Narrabeen. and um, I remember we we walked in, and and Tim was like, you know, oh, because we'd just been in Brisbane for three years living there. We were youth and young adults pastors. It had been an extreme, full-on season, and Tim was like, oh, can we just like sit. And just rest and like not do anything. And I was like, yeah, okay, maybe for three weeks. Um, and then after that, we joined the home team because I said to Tim, I'm like, babe, we have to find friends. We've got we've to find friends. We've got to make friends. And I knew that the, one of the best ways to make friends is by joining the team, getting involved. And so we joined the, the home team and we were on the welcome doors quite often or we were out in the car park. Tim talked about this last week. And and um, and so, you know, you get to see people's faces and you get to say hi to people and, and meet them and find out their names. And and then it's a little bit easier in morning tea to then go and talk to them because I've already greeted them at the door. And we started to kind of um, and, – and, you know, obviously serving on team with people as well. We we were with the same team so we got to know each other and, and that sort of thing. And then we decided, right, we've got to invite people to our house and so, we um we started inviting people around to our house for dinners or lunches or um you know I don't know random celebrations we just make things up really um Although I didn't make up Swiss Day. I don't know if anyone saw my social media this week. We did celebrate Swiss Day. Someone asked me why. Why would you do that? (laughs) The reason is because Tim is actually Swiss. There you go. We didn't just celebrate a random country. We actually, there is a reason. (laughs) So, anyway, we'd have these celebrations and we'd invite people over. And I remember... um, One of the pastors saying to us, you guys are such good connectors. You're just really great at connecting with people. And we said, well, actually, it's just because we want friends. (laughs) We're like, we're not actually really, you know, it's not actually this secret mission to, you know, connect people all together. It's actually just for ourselves. Selfish reasons. We want some friends. Come for dinner. So I want to encourage you to step out to make an effort because the truth is that having good friends takes effort. It requires energy. It requires time. It requires us going beyond ourselves, often when we don't feel like it. It takes us actually stepping out of who we are. It takes vulnerability. It takes a bit of risk. It's a challenge. And because of all of those things, that's why most of us these days just have social media friends. (laughs) You know, that's why these days friendship is really has become a lot more about just who's on my screen, who am I connecting with online. And we've lost the art of face-to-face conversations. We've lost the art of time together, over the table, a meal together. Like, I just love sitting and having a meal with people and chatting with people and, you know, going out for coffee. Like, But we've lost the art because life, we... Instead, we'll sit on our couch at home at night, flicking through social media, looking at what everyone's doing in their life, when actually we could be like on the phone to someone, how was your day, how, what's going on, you know, or, or let's go out and do something tonight or have a family around for a meal and don't get me wrong, I know you can't do it 24 hours a day and you can't, every night you wouldn't want to be probably having a social connection. Otherwise, you might be a little bit wired and crazy. You know, you need those moments to chill. But I just think we have to be so careful. We, we have to, you know, the Bible talks about examine our hearts. Ex- examine our hearts. And we need to actually examine our lives and go, God, has my friendship, have, have my friendships become more about online connections than they have about real life connection? It's so easy to come here on a Sunday morning and and kind of do the morning tea thing and then go, okay, bye, and off we go. But even that, to be honest, church, is quite surface level. You know, occasionally, you know, over a morning tea after church, we might have a bit more of a deeper conversation. But, you know, those deep, real-life, honest moments, they happen In our homes over a meal they happen at a cafe over a cup of coffee they happen on the phone just chatting with each other and being real with one another and we I want to encourage all of us today to go to a deeper level of friendship to make a commitment to say you know what I want something more real I want something more real than just the online connection or or the surface chit chat I want the real deal you know, I love um, I love friendship and I love seeing how it plays out in different lives. I love seeing Jess Sylvester. She's like the 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 gift queen. Like someone said to me the other day that they also their kids go to the same school as um, Huey and Mavie and, and they said, every time I see Jess Sylvester, she's got a bunch of flowers for someone or she's got a gift for someone. And I love that, you know, the other week I was having a very, very bad day, and I messaged Jess just to vent. <laughs> And next minute, she's at my doorstep with flowers, chocolate and wine. I mean, what kind of friend is that? That's like the best friend ever, people. Like, I love that. And I love that so many of you, I'm sure you do that for many of your friends as well. You know, I love hearing about people connecting over the week. I love that, you know, there was a bunch of ladies this week that gathered with me for my prayer connect group. And then I had to rush off and do something. And, and then I saw Sonia and Sarah sitting in the cafe downstairs having a coffee afterwards, connecting with each other. I love that. I love seeing our church people out and about. Friendship, connecting, having people over for a meal. I love seeing Kelly and Rick walk into this church last year knowing nobody and saying, Right, we're going to start a connect group because we need friends. And all of a sudden, they've got all these people in their home and have created beautiful friendships. I love that. I love that friendship is about silly, sending those silly text messages to each other during the week or just understanding one another when your child is in her pajamas at church and you've just had one of those mornings. <laughs> I love it. You know, I want to read this story in Luke chapter 5, verse 17. It says, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed mat on a... Sorry, carrying a paralyzed mat. That's funny. <laughs> Some men, four men, what version have we got? Some say says four men. Four men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles and into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy, who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and he asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. What a cool story, right? What an amazing story. You know, the Pharisees, the religious people, the crowd, they were sitting there, they were ready for the show. They were sitting there ready for the show. And I don't know what crowd you've got in your life, what crowd is speaking into your life or telling you this is how it should be or that's how it should be or opinions or people trying to influence you. But I want to tell you, the crowd, they're just there for the show. They're just there for the show. But instead, right, there were these four friends. There was the crowd, but then there were these four friends who said, no, we're committed to seeing you, walking with you. Well, he couldn't walk, so carrying you, getting you to Jesus. And I want to ask you today, you know, as a friend, are you the friend that's kind of sitting in the crowd and sort of, you know, watching, maybe even in the way? Or are you the friend that's like, you know what, I will carry you to Jesus. I will carry you through whatever you're facing. I love the friends. They carried him in. They fought the crowd. They didn't give up on him. They climbed onto a roof. They took tiles off the roof and they lowered him down in front of Jesus. And he got a miracle that day. What miracles are your friends going to receive because of your friendship? What miracles are your friends going to receive because of your friendship, because of the way you love, because of what you carry them through, because of what you help them through? You know, f- friends influence, don't they? Friends are an influence in our lives. Who's ever heard that quote? You know, everyone says it to you when you're a kid. I'll show me your friends and I'll show you your future. <laughs> you know, or who you hang around is what you're going to become like. It's actually true though. <laughs> our friends influence us. Um, Proverbs 12:26 says, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 27:17: as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We need to choose our friends wisely. And, and I think, you know, you can be a friendly person to everyone, but just, I think, be wise about who we let in close. Be wise about the friends that we keep company with. Be wise about the people that we're vulnerable with and, and truly open with. You know, friends will influence us. Great friends sharpen each other as well. You know, I, I think for me, true friendship is not just like smiling when I'm being an idiot. <laughs> by going, you know what, Jodie, I'm going to love you through this. But come on, you're better than this. Come on, Jodie, what does the word say? True, true friendship is, is my husband, Tim, who sometimes doesn't even need to say anything, just gives me the look and I'm like, oh, yes, okay. <laughs> you know, not true friendship is not just, it's walking with each other, it's carrying each other through, it's loving each other, but it is actually sharpening one another. We should be sharpening each other. And I want to ask you today, like, are your friends... Are your friends people that are sharpening you, making you a better person? Because if they're not, maybe it's time to just reassess a little bit. But I also want to ask you, are you the kind of person that when people have spent time with you, that you're helping to make other people a better person? You know, am I sharpening people or am I blunting them? (laughs) Because an axe, we can either sharpen it or it can be really blunt, right? Yeah, and sometimes we need to be careful how we speak so we're not too blunt. Hmm. Anyway, it's, that's a tricky line, isn't it? Let's be honest. The truth in love. You know, I think when, we, when a friend truly knows that we love them, they will give us permission to speak truth. So we need to be very careful. And I think that's where the church has got it wrong, in that we have ty- tried to bring truth, but it's come across as judgment because people don't know we love them. So, if we love first, if we love first, if we show the love of Jesus first and then slowly but surely trust is developed and then Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit, just through friendship, we can bring those little pearls of truth. And the truth is sometimes no matter how great a friend you are, sometimes it, it still hurts and sometimes it doesn't go well. And I think in those moments as well, we just need to go, okay, God, help me here, <laughs> you No. Know? Help me to be the kind of friend that you want me to be. Show me how to love them, God. It's a tricky one, isn't it? It's complicated. (laughs) Sharpening people. Am I causing them to leave feeling blunt and dull and like, oh, man, that was not fun. Who are we being influenced by and what are we influencing others to do? I love the four friends. They influenced this guy. They were not just like the crowd that were like, oh, you know, he needs healing. And Jesus, the power of, the power of God is present to heal. But, but we're just sitting here because we're ready for Jesus to heal. And I might just send him a text actually. Um, hey, mate, sorry about your paraplegic condition. Jesus is here ready to heal. We're praying for you. Amen. Hashtag miracles happen. (laughs) This is my version of the Bible. No, they weren't like the crowd. The four friends, they went to the guy and they influenced him and they said, Buddy, have you heard Jesus is in town? And he's like, I know, but I'm on my mat. I can't walk. I can't get there. And they're like, yeah, that's a real problem. Okay, well, we'll pray. No, they didn't do that. Where well, they said, come on, we'll carry you. And they, they influenced each other. You know, maybe just maybe it was just one to start with. This guy's got a problem. We need to get him to Jesus. And then, hey, buddy, come, come, come. We need to get him to Jesus. Oh, yeah, I'm going to call um, Henry. I'm going to get Henry to come and help us too. And all of a sudden, there were four friends. And they picked him up one corner of that mat together. Like, let's think about this practically. Four p- friends carrying this guy on this mat hoping it didn't rip and then he fell through and hit his bum on the floor you know and then not only that then they get to the crowd and they can't get through the crowd because the crowd are too interested in what Jesus is going to do because the power of the Lord is here to heal or oh, what there's a sick person behind me he'll be all right you know don't let him through people no instead these friends somehow had to climb with this mat up onto the roof and then take the roof apart sorry homeowner and get him down But in front of Jesus, like, what will you do? How far are you prepared to go for your friends to influence them to meet Jesus? To meet Jesus. You know, we want to create opportunities for our friends to get to Jesus, not hindrances. Don't be the kind of friend that shuts the door so people can't get to Jesus. Who The kind of friend who's like, oh, you know, like, sorry about your issue, but I've got to, do the, I've got to go and minister. <laughs> I've got to go and do the work of the Lord. No, but, you know, like, let's be the kind of friend that helps people get to Jesus, that doesn't cause blockages and shut doors. You know, creating opportunities, connect groups, people, connect groups are not just for us. Yes, they are for us to go and find community and, and create friendships, but they are not just for us. They are not just for these people in this room. You know, if we are not multiplying, if our cells in our body do not multiply, we will not grow, we will die. It is the same with our connect groups. It is the same with our church. If our connect groups do not multiply and grow, they will die. They will become insular and inward focused and clicky and <laughs> we don't want that. And it's the same here at church. It's the same here at church. If we are not multiplying and growing and, and, and full of life, then the atmosphere will be dead. It's the same thing. You know, so we want to create opportunities to invite people in, to bring people in. Your connect group is not just for you. Who can you bring? Who can you bring? In fact, for my prayer connect group, I've got this crazy idea. I'm just still trying to work it out. But I'm, I feel like I want to like advertise out there somehow, like little, make little cards up or something that say, need healing, come, we'll pray for you. Or need prayer, come, get prayer. I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. But I'm like, how cool would it be for my Prayer Connect group to all of a sudden have, like, all these random people from the community be there that are like, I just need prayer. Like, great, you're in the right place, let's pray. Creating opportunities for people to meet Jesus. Influencing people so that they find Jesus. Carrying people to Jesus. Because, you know, and here's a challenge, right? Sometimes we have our church friends and then we have our non-church friends. (laughs) And I understand that sometimes that just means that these friends come to church and these friends don't go to church yet. But I feel like sometimes we just kind of separate the two and leave it like that. But I want to be the kind of person who has friends that don't go to church, because I think that's really important. I think if all of our friendships are within the church, if all of our friends are Christians, then I think it's time to start something new, time to get out there, make some new friends. And that's a good check. Do I actually have any friends who don't know Jesus? But then the other thing is not just to be the kind of friend that, like, you know, just lives. Like, I have my little churchy friends and we do our churchy thing. And then my other, my other friends, you know, I'm just another different person with them. But to be the same person, to make sure that they know that you love Jesus, you know, tell them that you go to church. Tell them that you love your church. That, you know, that, invite them to your connect group every now and again. You know, um, tell like if they're sick or if something's going on in their life, be the person that says, you know what, like, is it all right if I pray for you? You know, don't just go, oh, that sucks. I mean, you can say that too. <laughs> but, you know, then, then follow it up with, you know what? I truly believe that God can do something. Can we pray? Can we pray? I love it. Sarah Brown sends me messages like, this week I felt really challenged to um, step out and pray for this girl at work. I love that. Like, let's be that kind of friend that leads people to Jesus, influences people to Jesus. Don't be a separate person in your separate worlds. Be that same person. But again, just be so careful with how we talk and what we say that we influence people towards Jesus and his love, not you know making them go, oh, you church people are weird and you're judgmental and you are strange. We've got to be I love a pastor Phil always talks about being supernatural but na- but really normal and natural. You know, like so living in the world and, and being able to bring the gifts of the Holy Spirit, being able to bring a gift of knowledge, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, to prophesy of one, to pray for someone. But doing it in a really natural, normal, non-freaky way. That's what we gotta get good at, church. So friends influence. Friends stick they're sticky. Have you got any sticky friends? (laughs) Proverbs 17, 24, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I've got some friends like that. Sometimes I I can't even say that. This goes on podcast. Um, Friends stick with you through adversity in life and even through the challenges of relationship. They're the true friends, right? They're the ones, you know your true friends when they're still there, even when everything is like the worst. They're the true friends. Proverbs 17, 17 says that friendship is made for adversity. You know, true friendship stands together in the fire. And another reason why our connect groups are so great, because when we are part of a connect group, you know, part of the... um, Part of the connect group most weeks is that we would pray and say, hey, has anyone got any prayer requests? Does anyone need some prayer tonight? Let's just pray for each other. Let's take a moment. It's normal. It's not weird. It's not freaky. It's just a moment of praying together. And I love that because that's where in our connect groups we do find that community and we do create friendships and so when the tough times come and when we start to feel like oh man it's really hard right now we can actually share you know whether it might not be with the whole connect group but maybe it's a smaller like group in your connect group you can share what you're going through and you can pray together and then during the week send a message hey how's that situation going I'm still praying or give them a call what you know what else can we pray for where's it at let's not just leave it to the sunday get together and the connect group get together but let's be friends who connect and during the week who call each other during the week who stick together through thick and thin good times and bad times it's not connect group and church is not somewhere where we come and go show up to occasionally it, both Our Sunday services and our connect groups is is designed to be a context for us to do life together, to cultivate strong friendships that we can exist within and invite others into. It's not meant to be us four no more. (laughs) It should be this church, Sunday services. Every connect group should be the most inclusive, welcoming, hello, how are you, you are welcome here, the most beautiful place on the planet, that people would go, whoa, that felt like home. Actually, I love that. Even this week, I had a conversation with one of our beautiful new friends who's just been here for a couple of weeks, and she said to me, it felt like home. I love hearing that. It's the best. But what is home like, where you can be real with each other? Where you, where you you feel right, where you can connect with one another and, and build friendships. And like I said, robust friendships can also handle conflict and confrontation. Proverbs 27, 5 to 6 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. Sometimes even though it's our friend, it still hurts a bit but we can trust them. We can trust them. And I would rather friends who will tell me the truth in love than let me kind of, you know, wander off. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, actually, I, um, there was a girl about four years ago. She was one of our youth leaders in Brisbane and um, she was quite suicidal about four years ago. And um, we were in Sydney by that stage. And Every night for a couple of months I would ring her before we went to sleep and I would just see how she's going, I would pray with her, I would read scripture to her, I would just talk to her and a lot of the times she was silent, she said nothing, a lot of the times... She, you know, would just cry, or she would kind of go, you know, argue with me about it. Um, she ended up writing me a long letter, just saying that she couldn't cope with that anymore, and um, you know that it was too much and whatever. And um, I, I felt quite heartbroken. I was like, man, like all I was trying to do was be that friend and care for her in this season, and um, and it, w- it was like, okay, cool, no drama. So we just sort of chilled it, chilled it off, and you know, just kept in touch via social media and the occasional text message and stuff and she actually sent me a text message last week and she said, Jodie, I just wanna I just read something or found something from 2014, I think it was. And she's like, I just wanted to thank you for being that friend in those moments. She's like, I know that a lot of the time I didn't reply or I was silent or, you know, I was, you know, it was too much or whatever, but you kept me alive during that time. And um I just wanna thank you. And I just I thought man like you know you're just trying to be that friend and you feel bad because you feel like you've done the wrong thing or it hasn't gone the way you wanted it to go or you know um, it's like that wound from a friend kind of thing but then years later you get that message you kept me alive during that time so I want to encourage you today like you know obviously we got we got to respect people and, and if they want us to pull back or if they just don't want to hear it then you just sometimes you can't go there but like you know, with with the Holy Spirit's help, let's ask him, Holy Spirit, help me to be that friend. Show me, show me how to love people. Show me how to guide people. Be that friend that sticks by people no matter what they're going through. And lastly, friends love. Friendship is divine, uh, sorry, defined by love. Jesus said they will know you are my disciples by the way you love one another. You know, sometimes I just think, man, like, no wonder the world doesn't want a bar of the church if you look at the way we treat each other sometimes, you know? But I want I want people to look at my life and go, wow, look how she treats people. She's so kind to them. Like she like she bought that neighbor a meal when they moved in down the street or paid for that person's coffee in the line in front of her. Or you know, the other day, I really wanted to pay for this lady's groceries. She had the fullest trolley I've ever seen. And it was one of those moments like I just really wanted to bless her. But her grocery bill came to like two hundred and fifty dollars and I was like, Tim will kill me. And like, I don't even think we had that much money. <laughs> so I didn't do it. But you know, maybe a coffee. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I told the story, just because sometimes my brain goes off into random directions. But you know, it's that hard, isn't it? It's that hard of I wanna bless, I wanna be kind. And I love even our prayer and fasting last week, um, three days of prayer and fasting, one of the main things that we were really focusing on is Holy Spirit, show me who I can be kind to and how. Who and how. Who can I be kind to and how can I be kind? Because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what people need at that moment. So if you ask him, maybe they just need a smile. Maybe they need a hug. Maybe they need a coffee paid for. I don't know, but kindness kindness. Jesus said that they will know that we are his disciples. They will know that we are his friends because of the way we treat others, the love we show to others. Good friendship always chooses love. Matthew twenty two thirty six 36 to 40, says, teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus answered him, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment and the second is like it in importance. You must love your friends in the same way you love yourself. Some of us, the problem is that we just don't love ourselves. And the truth is, if we have an intimate relationship with Father God and we're we're in the word and we're reading about who we are in Christ and how much he loves us and how how when he looks at us he just sees Jesus he just sees his son he sees us as righteous and washed clean and perfect and when we start to get all of that like I am who you say I am when we start to understand that we will start to love ourselves and I tell you what flows out of us into others will be so powerful when you love yourself, when you understand. It's not an arrogant love like, I'm so awesome. It's, it's a love where we just understand how much God loves us and then out of that, it flows into other people. I love the four friends. They knew that they couldn't give their friend what he needed, but they knew someone that could give them what they needed. And I want to put a call out today. Will you be one of the four? Will you be one of the four? Will you be that friend that says, I can't give you what I need, but what you need, but I know someone who can? You know, I can give you, I can make you a meal. I can pray for you. I can, I can, you know, take you out for coffee. I can do this. I can do that. I can show kindness to you. But ultimately, you need Jesus. Show them Jesus. Be Jesus to your friends be Jesus to your friends. You know, I think so many of us have sometimes such an unsatisfying relationship with God. We come to church as Christians, we call ourselves Christians, and yet there's still a disconnect between us and God. There's a void inside of us. We want a word from the preacher, or we want an experience with God, or we need our friends to fill the gap, or we go in search of relationships to fill the gaps, or it's substances that are out there. You know, these things that, that we look for and we search for to fill the gap, but truly what we need is Jesus. He is the only one that can fill the gap. And like I said, as he fills the gap, he flows out of us into others. There's a beautiful song, maybe as the team come, a beautiful old song called Jesus Friend Forever. Does anyone remember that one? What a Friend forever, he is closer than any friend on this earth. He will fulfill you greater than any relationship ever could. Any friendship, any spouse, any anyone, anything nothing can fill us like the friendship of Jesus. And you know, this morning, just with every eye closed, I want to ask you, Is Jesus your friend? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Have you invited Jesus into your life? Have you said, Jesus, there's a void, there's a gap, there's a hole in my heart, there's a hole in my life and I want to fill it with you. Jesus came. The whole reason Jesus came to this earth to die on that cross to rise from the death was so that we could be in relationship with Him, so that we could walk in communion with Him. We could walk close to Him. And I want to ask you today, are you walking close to Jesus? Do you know Him? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Have you said, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life? today if you're sitting here and you don't know Jesus you've never invited him into your life into your heart I would love you in a moment just to lift your hand or today maybe you're sitting here and you said Jody, I have asked Jesus into my life but I have drifted away my heart is not close you talk about Jesus as a friend and I am not close to him and today I want to come close to him again I want to ask Jesus to to come close again I want to rededicate my life back to him Or maybe today you're sitting here and you say, Jodie, if I was to go out and something awful was to happen and I was to die today, I'm not sure where I would go. I'm not sure whether I'd go to heaven and spend eternity with Jesus. If that's you today, don't walk out of this place without being sure. Make sure of your salvation today. Be sure of your salvation today. So if that's you, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. To say, Jody, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to know him. I want to be in relationship with Jesus. I want to surrender my heart to him today. Well, Jody, I need to come back to him. I've drifted, I've wandered away. Jody, I just want to make sure. I want to make sure of my salvation this morning. If that's you, why don't you just lift your hand today?